0: We've heard songs about love and about happiness and about summertime. What about songs about justice? We'll find out in this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Hey friends, welcome to Inverse. We are in a special segment for 13 weeks studying the topics of justice and mercy throughout the Bible. On this episode, we are looking at the book of Psalms, which was basically the hymn book for the ancient Hebrews. So with me today in the studio is Siku, Israel, and Sebastian, who are all renowned lyricists in their own right. And uh, we're going to be looking at different songs in the Bible. Amen. So we need some prayer. Amen. Amen. Alright, we're going to be, we're going to be rapping, we're going to be singing, and no, no rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe just some Christmas gifts. Uh, so Siku, can you pray for us and we'll read a Bible verse okay. and get into scripture.
1: Let's pray. Loving Father, we're thankful that you are a God of justice. We're thankful that um, when we see injustice all over and everywhere, we can have the confidence that you care. And so as we study your word, we pray that our Hearts would be drawn closer to you that would gain a deeper understanding and a knowledge of who you are that would transform our lives. We pray these things in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Let's go to Psalms 82. 82 Let's we'll start from verse 1 through 4. And Israel, can you read those verses sure. for Isaiah? Uh, not Isaiah. <laughs> Psalms 42. You are Israel, not Isaiah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for those. Psalms 82.
2: Notice. Appreciate that. All right. Psalms 82, verse 1. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and the needy. Free them from the hand of the wicked.
0: All right. So, Sebastian, what's going on here? Not just in this verse... But you see this theme throughout the Psalms, throughout the books. Um, elaborate on this for well, us. Well,
3: I think what you're seeing is a, is a prayer for justice, right? For God to intervene on behalf of those who are oppressed and to make sure that what has now been made out of whack by wicked, evil, sinful men, God wants to restore that like,
0: Is balance. he praying to God for them or is he praying... On their be, I mean, what he's really—he's what really, the he's really
3: going interceding on? on behalf of those who are oppressed. Because okay. when you look at verse two, he says, "How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked?" And he's pleading to God to defend. Right? He's inviting God to come into the situation. Mm-hmm. So he really may not be oppressed himself, mm-hmm. but he's taking it upon himself in his heart that the injustice that he sees, he brings that to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very interesting prayer because we know that God knows all things, but yet and still sometimes it can feel as if God is ignoring or God is overlooking or God is not really um, taking action the way that we human beings expect God to take action. Mm -hmm. And his answer to that is not to go into discouragement or to doubt God, but to bring a very passionate prayer and plea to God. Is is
0: it weird? Let's let's talk about the form of this. In a couple episodes, I believe we'll look at the prophets Mm -hmm. and how the prophets are spokes spokesperson for god yes and and asking and demanding or, or p- preaching i should say mm-hmm. uh f- to the people for justice and and for mercy uh but here we have a song we have poetry yes um israel what's, explain the yeah. form of this what's cool what's cool about
2: this is the fact that here you have a, a, a person a human being who is speaking this way to god mm. and 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 the crazy thing is that god doesn't respond by wiping this person away, right? I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine if, someone says, if someone comes to you and says, how long will you judge unjustly? You're like a judge, and someone comes to you and says, hey, how long are you going to judge unjustly? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, um, this is something like my kids would tell me, you know at home hey how come you're so mean right why when are you going to become a nice dad your sons say this yeah Yeah, they'll say these things in kind they won't Uh say those specific words but Uh you know they'll they'll, they'll come to me (laughs) and they'll they'll have a misunderstanding of my character or a misunderstanding of the situation Mm -hmm. and 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 the thoughts that go through my mind are man you little child you don't even know what's going on and you're coming here with your little complaints God can respond (laughs) to uh, his us, people, yeah, way. to us in that way, but he doesn't. He listens. And not just in, in, in Psalms, but you, you have this throughout the Bible, even the book of Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. Habakkuk is going to do something similar where he's asking God, how long will you not hear? How long will you not listen? And so here you have an element or we have a picture of even the justice of God and that he allows us to present our case and to be ourselves in presenting the case without him prematurely uh, uh, you know or not prematurely but without him rebuking or punishing Mm -hmm. uh, uh, David for having those thoughts to begin with Mm -hmm. or for expressing those thoughts
0: could it be also in verse 3 and 4 that this is what God is saying to To us us? Ziku?
1: yeah I I was actually thinking uh, this goes beyond the scope of the verses that we read but by the end of the chapter Mm -hmm. where Um, The psalmist says, Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. Mm. So it is going Um, back to God. Right. So so he directs this plea that God arise and judge the earth, um, which makes me think about in the beginning when he's saying about injustice and not defending the poor and the fatherless and calling for those to defend the poor and the fatherless, it seems like he's calling for God's people to be part of this action of showing justice and showing mercy to the poor to the fatherless the afflicted and the needy Mm -hmm. um, to deliver them and free them from the hand of the wicked
0: Mm -hmm. psalms 82 really to me i see a lot of language about justice and judgment going on uh today in our day and age we are not so so favorable towards judgment uh, mm-hmm. We want to get away no. from it. Are you judging me? Stop judging me. We we <laughs> want to just let, do our own thing. But here, it's the psalmist is pleading for judgment. He's looking forward to that day when God will not be silent and the uh, the judgment will be um, will be mm-hmm. will, will be executed uh, throughout the land. But I
3: think I think it's it's also not only is the man you know with Asaph in this psalm bringing it to God, but I also feel like God put it in his heart to do that. Mm-hmm. He's also speaking on behalf of God, to rulers, to people in positions. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, yeah, he's coming to God and how long will you judge unjustly? You may feel that way, but I also feel that God is speaking through him mm-hmm. and has put that burden into his heart. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you look at how we we may feel about justice in our world today, you know, you could easily understand how God could put that in someone's heart to go to someone who is not behaving justly in their position as a judge, right, as a DA, as a police officer, as whatever. And you say, look, you're not operating justly, you know. And in, and in this sense, God expects people whom he has given positions of responsibility to execute justice just as he would execute it, you know, given his position and authority in the universe.
2: Mm-hmm. The perspective of justice is also interesting. It says, defend the poor and the fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and the needy mm. normally when we think about the afflicted and the needy we're not thinking about justice but we're thinking about mercy right if someone's in need we mm-hmm. need to help them we need to have mercy on them and so here you have a mingling of these two th- these two terms to do mercy or to do justice is to have mercy and Beautiful. i think that's what's expressed in the passage here mm-hmm. as well so our definition of of justice is not necessarily uh, equality but it's the assisting the helping we do we do justly by doing what God would do in that situation which would be to help that's what it means to do justly
1: mm-hmm. it, 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 it makes me think a, a few a couple of episodes back though you know when if if justice has to do with equitable distribution of what what is rightfully deserved by a person um, for to do justice to one who is needy is to say that them being needy, there is something that is due them. You know, there, there, there is, uh, in the New Testament, it talks about owing no man anything but love, you know, so, Mm -hmm. like, you, you actually owe the needy something, like, we, there's something that we owe to them, but what we owe to them is, from the perspective of who God has created them to be it 's in the light of who God is mm-hmm. that there 's a set, certain sense of justice that is due to somebody that is poor, somebody that is needy mm-hmm. that I need to participate in because of who God has made them to be mm-hmm. no, so i 'm recognizing that your poverty um, you being poor and me having means is were it yeah it's yeah. it 's actually an injunction upon me to do something about it mm-hmm. you know there's there 's an uh, Am I making sense? Like there's a a justice that needs to, there's an equitability that needs to come out of that experience. Because God is
3: calling you as the person with means to bring that justice by your giving and your mercy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's, because I think that's profound because in verse four, it says, free them from the hand of the wicked. So clearly wicked is not so much defined in a literal violation of God's explicit commandment as it is a lacking of that spirit of saying, you know what? I should feel that it's unjust that I have means and you do not, and you sit here in poor and poverty, and I sit here in excess. I my desire for justice automatically compels me to mercy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give because I want this to be equitable. Mm-hmm. I want you to have what I have, right? I want it's, you to. Be- it's.
0: It's. Uh, let me ask you this a question. It's easy to talk about these things around a round table and <laughs> uh, and, and, and and talk. And and, and I am having a good time here. Uh, but who are the needy? Who are the fatherless? Is this on one level to be taken literal, the fatherless, the widows, the needy, the afflicted? But in a practical application, uh, people are watching the show on, on social media or on some some a hotel, in, Hope on, on a, on a, on a Hope TV, on, <laughs> on a satellite somewhere. And what what implication does it have for them? Especially in the form of this song, when mm. it goes to them. Yeah, well, if, right,
2: if if you have the ability to defend, then do you it. Defend, yeah. That's, yes. that's simply what it means. Whenever you're in a position, whenever you, what, the implication here is that you have the ability to do something about what is going on, you're in a position of advantage. You're stronger than a person that is being. That is attacking someone else. So you have the ability to defend here. Mm-hmm. And so that's simply what it means to execute justice is to use your God given powers mm-hmm. for the sake of helping others who do not have what you have. Mm-hmm. And how does that happen? That happens when you recognize that what you have is that not actually yours, but it is a lent and borrowed treasure from God. Mm-hmm. When, when we recognize that and then we have the ability to help someone else, then we are essentially defending
3: I also I also think about, you know, in my personal life, when I was growing up in Chicago and you had the influence of gangs and this driving your mentality. There was a lunch lady, you know, at my at my elementary school that my dad wasn't around. Mm -hmm. Right. And so and my mom is working as a single mom all day long. So in a sense, you're kind of fatherless. Right. You're just kind of rolling through life and whoever's willing to take you under their arm and wing, you're going to follow that. And she saw that the gangs were influencing my behavior, how I dressed, how I interacted with people. And because of that, she came in the lunch line and she would say, well, I'm not going to serve you food unless your pants are pulled up and your shirt's tucked in and all this stuff. And you're like, man, this lady's annoying. Right. <laughs> but you want to eat. And she used the fact that here she was as a lunch lady influencing us young kids, not a teacher, not a principal. But she's like, Sebastian, you know, this is not. Um, she was delivering me from the hand of people who really didn't have my best interests in mind by taking that role, not just defending me, but also delivering me from their hand by saying, this is the correct mindset. Mm-hmm. You're here to learn. You're here to do this. And that's not, you know, um, it looks hard to be bullying people or to say, hey, this is what I'll do to you if you don't do what I want. But in reality, true character, true value was not behaving this way. Mm-hmm. And she, in a sense, was executing that kind of mercy and justice. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when I look at this verse, I'm, I, I, I take a different take maybe from the rest of you guys. Mm-hmm. And when we come from, when back from the break, I'll talk about my perspective on Psalms 82 that
1: difference from these three. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Hey, welcome back, friends. We're in Psalms 82. We're looking at the different songs of the Old Testament. In Psalms 82, verse 1, says, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. That, that, that term, gods, should not freak us out. Uh, it is not talking about the existence of other gods out there, but the existence of other powers out there that have the position to provide justice. So these are the other kings, the rulers, the the sheriffs, as you all mentioned. And it says that God stands in this congregation of the mighty. He judges amongst these gods. God is amongst these authorities, yeah? And in verse 2, it says, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? So on one level, this accusation is to these human leaders who are not uh, judging correctly. But to a certain degree, it is also the question is pointed to God because of his silence. And so there is a level of, God, you're not doing anything. Do something. And this comes in the form of a song. So this is not only a a preach, uh, a sermon, or or whatnot. This comes as, look, how long do I have to wait? And you see that theme all throughout the Bible, all all the Psalms. How long do I have to wait? How long do I have to wait? In verse 3, as you guys mentioned, which I totally agree, uh, verse 3 and 4, defend the poor, do justice, deliver, free. These are talking to these authorities. But in a certain way, it's also telling God, like, do something. Right. Do something. And in verse 5, they do not know. They do not understand. These are about these, these authorities of this world. And they said, you are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. You, you have this position because God gave this position to you. You are children of God. But in the end, you shall die like men. And in the end, you shall fall like one of the princes. And in verse 8, the real, the real hope is, arise, O God. You are the ultimate judge of the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. And it's this song that this 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 psalm the summer psalmist psalm, psalmist. psalm the, this the song dude song dude i don't know who this person is psalmist. uh it's a psalm, psalm, psalm of asaph. asaph so asaph who this yeah. the dude asaph is it's like waiting is so hard mm-hmm. and it's the song that this person sings while waiting for god's justice mm. and as a christian sometimes we see god's justice right away right through human um, powers sometimes we don't Mm-hmm. and sometimes we won't see it even after death we will see it at, at the the ultimate consummation the second coming of jesus mm-hmm. and that's i mean i don't know i mean in someone on one, on one level it's it's awesome on another level my impatience my childness like your son's like i want it resolved now mm-hmm. and it won't be yeah but the song keeps us there yeah, I like, we'll go to uh, *Secret of I
1: I like the the I guess the tension that comes between tension, the tension yes. that you brought totally. between the the human um, injunction like the the responsibility that we have mm-hmm. you know to to execute ju- justice mm-hmm. um, and the ultimate responsibility that is God's you know mm-hmm. because no matter how much justice we may bring to a situation ultimately God is the righteous judge Correct, you know he's yeah. the one who can right all wrongs um, but I believe that the the beauty of that tension is that when I see injustice and I am in a position to do something about it like Israel spoke about Mm -hmm. um if I am in a position to do something about it then I have a responsibility to do something
0: about it. Absolutely
1: but also recognizing there are situations where I am not in a position to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And in this especially in this age of information and you hear about all the stuff going on around the world, slavery in different places, different types of slavery that are happening in this current day and age. And you can get tempted to feel powerless, you know. And even if even if I donate money to help end slavery, help end the sex trade, or Mm -hmm. what what is it going to ultimately do? Because it's such a huge problem. the ability to wait on God mm-hmm. also means that I can act in the situations where I'm able to and in the situations where I'm not able to, I can trust in a God who I can wait for his judgment mm-hmm. that ultimately he will make all things right.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen.
3: You know, I, I love what you said, Justin, because, you know, songs, especially in the Bible, typically come from experience, Yes. right? And the whole idea that the profundity of what you just you know, kind of summarized and, and, and encapsulated in what you said, it drives you to the point that you're saying to God how long, but actually most of the psalmist is to say you're actually his answer, mm. right? And the fact that in the end, if you don't do it, God will do it. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. And so the that song is... That is that
0: implicit message is inferred in yes. the song. Yes. That's so right. it's like, listen,
3: justice will come one way or the other. Yeah. And his preferred method is human beings, So that while we wait for ultimate, true, pure justice from God in circumstances that are beyond our human ability, we are to wait for God. But at the same time, we're supposed to be working, Mm -hmm. bringing the little bit of justices that we can bring where we can. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the song that reminds us, yes, ultimately we wait for God's justice, but it is not a license to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you are his method. You are God's answer Mm -hmm. to the prayer from the oppressed and the poor. And we have the power to clear up God's reputation Mm -hmm. by taking action in an unjust situation. Mm
2: -hmm. And we're not just the answer to the to the prayer of the of the of the oppressed. We're the answer to the prayer of God. Right. According mm. to what you were just mentioning, mm-hmm. right? Which I thought made a lot of sense. It said in, 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 verse one, it says, God stands, and now I see where you're coming from, which is actually, uh, correct. It's in
0: sync, but it's just from yeah. the, the other perspective. Yeah. Yes.
2: It says, God stands in the congregation of the mighty, which are the, the lowercase gods, and he judges among the gods, and then he's the one that's saying, God is the one that's saying, how long will you judge unjustly? Mm. And so, uh, what, what's, what, what emerges here for me is the fact that, God is going to hold, and he holds people who have the ability to defend but do not defend. In other words, these lowercase God's leaders. God holds leaders at a high accountability standard. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who are in a position to quote-unquote judge, to produce uh, justice in the form of mercy, but do not, those people God will hold accountable to the highest standard. And that's essentially what the psalm is is also saying, that God is getting fed up with the fact that we as his people with positions of of power and ability do not take advantage of these gifts to help others.
0: Which, at that moment, is the ultimate justice. Yeah. Yep. Not only are the oppressed being being righted, but also those who were doing the oppressing are also being judged. Mm-hmm. It's a clean sweep on every angle That's possible, right. and this is why we're waiting. And, and that 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 should this that should drive us to wait, give us hope. And that's built, baked in, built into the song. I, I, yeah. I, there's something powerful about using the aesthetic. Not, not just a polemic, but an aesthetic, a song to communicate that patience absolutely I,
1: I, I just wanted to go back to what Israel had said earlier about um, the who this is speaking to who should defend the poor and the fatherless and he had mentioned before that it's those who are in a position to be able to do something mm-hmm. um, and it reminds me of a story I read about Cory Ten Boom um, mm-hmm. who um, she grew when she was growing up she said that her family she never considered her family to be poor um, because as she grew up, her mother, every week, she would make, you know, a pot of soup or she'd make food. And they would go around in the community and distribute the food to the poor people. Mm. And it's only when she became an adult that she realized, looking at their finances and how things were, that they were actually poor. Mm. But when she was growing up, she never thought do of it. herself as poor because they were helping the poor people. Mm. Yeah. Um and it makes it, it when I read that story it just made me think that no matter how awful my situation is. That's right. Well, all, everyone is in a position to help somebody else. Yeah. Like there is someone who has a situation that is maybe I am in a worse situation financially, but they're in a worse situation emotionally. And I'm able to minister to them and I owe them that ministry, you mm. know, um, so that who who is supposed to defend the poor the fatherless, the afflicted, the needy, that word needy, everybody has a need and we are able to meet those needs even when I have my own needs. And in doing that, God actually blesses me, you know, Mm -hmm. and... and
0: As as human beings, we're never truly, fully in the position of the afflicted. We may be partially, but in a different sphere, Uh we're also in the position of being in the mighty (laughs) as well. (laughs) And so we got to be careful that we're not pointing the finger too much because we may be on the recipient end on a different in a different framework. I mean, which is a crazy concept. That that is that is that you're you have getting guilty for a lot of things all of a sudden. So this (laughs) is is getting deep. This is getting deep. Because
3: you could be a lowercase g God, but you're also in a sense a poor and a needy individual. And so it's like God is demanding you. How long will you judge unjustly when you're so focused on your own pain and need that's holding you back? So it's like here's God likes to use these broken vessels, right, in order to serve and satisfy the thirst of someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um, such a a deep and profound point that God almost wants to bring us outside of our pain, Mm -hmm. which goes back to God himself, who is, well, sin and rebellion has brought all this pain to God's heart from the very beginning, and yet God overlooks his pain, right, to minister and to serve. Mm -hmm. And so in this sense, he's saying, again, his example his righteousness and what he's presenting he's demanding of humanity again yes you have your pain but you have to look even further beyond that pain mm-hmm. to someone else's pain mm-hmm. which in the end is going to come back fully to me as you said and i'm going to even it out for everybody mm-hmm. for the ruler who was broken and for the one who was poor and needy mm-hmm. and was receiving
1: i mean mm-hmm. the most profound picture i i can think of that is jesus christ you know at at the end of his life in particular you know he's in the garden of gethsemane all the weight of the of the of the sins of the world are being placed on his shoulders and his disciples are falling asleep and, and, you know, he says, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, mm. he's, he's on the cross. He is dying for our sins. And he looks at his mother and he cares about who's yeah. going to take care yeah. of his mother. You yeah. know, and he's in the
0: position of ultimate,
1: ultimate affliction, exactly. yet he's
0: looking out for his mom. Precisely.
1: God, yeah. And, and A for, widow. father, father, forgive them mm, because right. they don't know what they're doing. I mean, powerful. I think that is the ultimate picture of of, of this it's the gospel, mm-hmm. which which
2: points mm-hmm. to the fact that every time we do justice and every time we have mercy, we are essentially experiencing the what it ultimately means to be like God, to be to be Christ like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever we have the ability to show, to do to others what Christ has done for us, we're essentially doing the very work that Jesus did throughout all his life.
0: And we're living in a culture today with all the social justice going on. There are some biblical principles that underline some forms of social justice. Right. But there's other forms of social justice where it's, we're so enthralled in being the afflicted position Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's becoming even though it's the lower position, it's the position of power, yeah, in mm-hmm. a sense. The position, to, uh, the pulpit to speak and to point out. And it's this role reversal. When in, 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 a, in a Christian framework, you're becoming more selfish and more more abusive in that position while claiming justice. And that's right. the irony in some of this.
3: And it's and, and scary because what essentially is happening is you're, fi- you're finding yourself in pride over your own pain. That's right. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I deserve all this attention. I deserve this platform because I suffered the most. Yeah. And in reality, right, you're failing to see what the psalmist is trying to communicate, which is, but there's someone else. Yeah. Right. So as much as, you know, I can say as a black man and what I went through in the city, there's other things that, you know, white kids are going through. There's other things that Hispanic kids are going through. Right. And, and, and this, Korean kids are going it. And through. Korean <laughs> yes, kids are yes, going yes, through it, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, Defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so it,
3: it it kind of behooves us to say that when you, when you find yourself overly focusing on your own pain and your own demand for justice, you're failing to see the conclusion of the psalm. Yeah. God is going to take care of you. Yeah. And that confidence is what compels you to be compassionate to the other.
0: I wish the ancients kept the notes for these psalms. Uh, it is the medium of a song, a song and a psalm that really, where, where God teaches the concepts of hope, of patience, and ultimate justice. So rather than the songs of happiness and of, of love and of just having a good time, mm-hmm. what about the songs of Jesus? Hopefully you've been blessed by today's conversation here in inverse. I know I've been personally convicted. We want to encourage you, let's be agents of biblical justice in our society today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here in Inverse.
1: You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Daco, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.